Greetings friends, welcome to Wrestling is Ridiculous, my name is Steve and I'm your guide to the guilty pleasures as we celebrate the silly in the wonderful world of professional wrestling. So today I have two guests, uh, they are Sarah and MJ of the Waffly Bollocks podcast. Uh, basically we got to know each other through Twitter, um, basically I'd seen their posts shared around and everything like that, saw they had a podcast themselves waffly bollocks and i checked out and just love their energy and everything like that it's always nice when there's a bit of positivity floating around yeah sure the negative and you know at the end of the day we're all fans we're going to find stuff to complain about and everything like that but for the for the most part it's all a wonderful wonderful thing that they're doing and it's a refreshing change to some of the wrestling podcasts out there which is also what i aim to be Basically, yes, as you'll find out, I did kind of lure them in a little bit with a bit of a hook, which uh, which played into their um, into their nature and everything like that. But you know, um, they're they're just two wonderful people I wanted to get to know a little more and through outside of the cyberspace and uh, yeah, and then that's what's brought us here. So I don't have a lot more to say. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Sarah and MJ of Waffly Bollocks. Sarah and MJ, thank you so much for stopping by. Hello, how are you both? Hello. Hello. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm still recovering from the Rona, oh, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know how I've avoided it. Have you not I had don't... it at all? No. <gasps> wow. I think I might have had it Christmas 2021 because i was a bit rough for a couple of weeks but like i was in a job where i was like off for christmas kind of thing and i felt a bit rough for a couple of days mm, yeah and you didn't test i did i just thought oh it's christmas I'm ha- i've am i got a cold wow i just went with that and because i wasn't going outside or seeing anyone anyway like because yeah. i was off for, i was off for two weeks for christmas like i just didn't think of it i just didn't think about it fair yeah. enough i was the same like i mean if i hadn't have like if i hadn't have had a test I might not have tested because I just thought, oh, it's cold. It's fine. But yeah, it's just like a shitty cold now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So so just to give a brief background, please introduce yourselves, what you do and how you came to here. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Sarah. I'll go first. Uh, My name's Sarah. I am awfully waffly on Twitter and blue sky and whatever else i how did i get to be here i (laughs) i started a wrestling only twitter account in march because on my normal account nobody would talk to me about wrestling (laughs) and i wanted to tweet about it more than i was (laughs) so i just made a separate account and yeah and then i got to know mj and then we got really pissed off about boring wrestling podcasts with men saying horrible things and we decided that we needed to rebalance the universe <laughs> and so we made a <laughs> Viking podcast um, that about first? <laughs> uh, that's about right yeah yeah well i'm mj also known as Russell trash on uh twitter and everything else and we host the awfully waffly not awfully waffly fucking hell. <laughs> waffly, waffly bollocks, bollocks yeah so right okay the, people keep doing this lately and the problem is when we started it mj's twitter name was Russell bollocks and so <laughs> i took half of my username and half of hers and, and we just thought it would be funny to have a podcast called waffly bollocks which made perfect sense because like yeah it, it both of us kind of matched it and then someone did something naughty and got suspended on twitter <laughs> <laughs> And had to get a different username, and now we don't match. So now, and now the just... now the name of the podcast doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> people must just be like, "Why the hell did they call their podcast something really offensive, like to themselves?" Oh. I, well, you know, <laughs> we've done it now. People know what we are like, know. know the name and everything, so we can't really change it. So, no. <laughs> uh, but obviously, obviously. Obviously, uh, obviously, my username is a Chuck Taylor reference because his finishing move is the awful waffle. And when I was trying to think of a wrestling specific username, I just thought it would be funny to be awfully waffly. And no one had taken it on Twitter, so 
that's, uh, that's where that came from. And we both had Barbie user pictures. Yes. So that's how we knew we were meant to be friends. <laughs> and we still do. Because sometimes I think, should I change it? And then I'm like, no, uh, never. No. I will be a Chuck Taylor Barbie forever. <laughs> I have right. a story to tell you, don't I, about Chuck Taylor? Yes, I was going to say that's what I should have said. You lured us onto your podcast <laughs> <laughs> by saying I've got a story to tell you about Chuck Taylor, and like opened your van full of puppies and said, <laughs> come in. Van <laughs> full of puppies. <laughs> <laughs> get that image out of my head now um, <laughs> so what it was was uh so just peek behind the curtain before so we were talking about shit jobs we had before we got to where we are nowadays um so when i would just left my call center job i was very broke and i was still training at house pain wrestling school and chuck taylor was over for he was doing a couple of indies and he'd been signed on to do like a week long of seminars Mm-hmm. And uh, sticks at House Pain basically, he'll get people who are around to do seminars every so often, like to drop names. We've had like fucking Finn Balor just before he got signed. We had Champa just before he got signed. We had fucking Brian Danielson, like Doug Ooh, Williams, yeah. everyone. Like we've had everyone there. And what? And so he was like, oh, Chuck, you're here anyway. Do you want to do like one for the actual for House Pain? He was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So went along, trained with Chuck that day. It was really fun. And Chuck basically said, look, I'm here for the rest of the week. If anyone wants to come by my daytime sessions, that's totally cool. Whatever. I was like, I'd love to, but I genuinely can't afford it. Like I've had to borrow money off my dad and stuff like that. And yeah, just to get me through the month. And he was like, well, I'm already paid for, for the week. Like if you want to just come by and train for free, that's cool. Ah, uh, so I spent two days with with Chuck Taylor, and I, I I sacrificed food for bus fare and to go train with Chuck, and I had a I had a lovely few days with him. Ah, <laughs> that was really sweet. Oh, bless him. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. <laughs> He's the best. That boy. is making me very happy because I don't want to feel like i'm standing someone horrible so the fact that he's a nice boy is <laughs> is lovely and um, that makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's the problem in it in wrestling sometimes you like think oh i like this person then oh no they're terrible oh no yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's happened a couple of times to me unfortunately i've met people and oh. i've walked away with a really bad impression of them and sometimes i'm like is it me oh and then i just Aww. and then i just walk away feeling more sorry for myself than i usually do no but who is it spill the tea, <laughs> spill the tea. It, uh, so again this was my fault this one was my fault uh so after she left wwe later started a band and they were really good and they were performing in derby no no one knew they were performing in derby because uh, I'll get to that bit in a minute but basically I found out through MySpace because MySpace was still a thing that they were in Derby and I was like holy shit Uh, ran home from work got changed went and then went to the gig and when I left I picked up her book and of course she just left WWE she didn't want to think about WWE she wasn't Lita she was Amy you know and the first thing I do when I when I meet her is like hey would you mind signing your book and she just gave me this death stare Oh, absolute death stone. I was like, look, I don't want you to sign it as later, just sign it as Amy, whatever. And she just signed it, thrust it back in my hand. I was like, shit. I don't think that was your fault. No, no. You bought her book and you bought tickets to see a band. Like, yeah. Like, but I mean, there was like 20 people there. They were clearly all wrestling fans uh, (laughs) because I I counted, because I counted one t shirt that wasn't a wrestling shirt there. Mm. Um, And, yeah and but after the show I just got talking to her about music and we had the best fucking night hey hey so, yeah i kind of redeemed myself on the back end of it and everything like that but yeah that, that was a that was a bad couple of hours there where i was like oh no she hates me the thing is though i mean people would have known her from the wrestling like they're not going to yeah. have known her from the band are they yeah Really? Like, I mean, you can't be surprised when people turn up and they're like, oh, I know you from the wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's, it's like going to see Fozzie, like, you know, 
people going yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho, then they then they go then the next time they're going for the music kind of thing. I've I've seen Fozzy probably as, as many times as other bands I've seen live. I think I've probably seen like three four times, like and every time it's a really good show. Like don't get me wrong, but like the first time I saw them, it was all clearly all wrestling fans. Yeah, and oh geez, I one time I saw Fozzy was the most awkward gig of all time because again it was. It was in Stoke of all fucking places, um, <laughs> uh, which in itself is bad. But like, again, 30, 40 people there and Soil were co-headlining or supporting or whatever. And I like Soil. But then from the back of the room all night long was play Halo. Oh, no. And then the guy. <laughs> the one song that yeah, they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the guy just sits on the on the edge of the stage and just lectures everyone on like, look, you're at a fucking music show. You're here to have a good time. We do have other songs, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just, it just basically started pontificating to us so much. So they had to drop two songs from their fucking set. (laughs) Oh my God. And (laughs) as as a result, afterwards, everyone just felt really awkward and was just like, and then they played Halo and then everyone was, and then everyone was happy. (laughs) So the thing is, though, it's like you're obviously going to play it at the end of the set. Is there any need to like lecture everybody beforehand? Like, calm down, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. And also of 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 people who have met who weren't. I don't know if he was just jet lagged or what. Tommy Dreamer wasn't Uh, cool. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Because he seems like. I mean. Well, see, I say he seems like a, seems like a sweet man, but then again, after the whole dark side of the ring thing, maybe not so much. Maybe, uh, yeah. Uh. yeah <laughs> I, I'm gonna blame Jet Lag, but it was like it was the first ever original one PW show, and at the time, I was like really into like ECW because everyone was in 05, 06. Like I was mm. really into ECW, and like yeah, you know, I loved his story of like how he got in the business and how he kind of got over and everything like that. And I was like, look, you're one of the reasons I want to get into wrestling. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, but then Raven, who was like sat directly opposite, just basically took me to one side and was like, look, don't listen to him. Like you enjoy yourself. You do what you want to do in your life. I was like, fuck Aww. yes, Raven. Oh, that's Yay. Nice. <laughs> <You're> Raven. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing. I I have no I have no meeting wrestlers stories because I haven't <laughs> met any wrestlers yet. <laughs> I don't think it's maybe for the best. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, like because I I met Adam Cole at the for the love of wrestling uh, convention and he was lovely. He was an angel. Mm. I mean, of course, uh, <laughs> I was so prepared for it just to be kind of like rushed through, and he you know took the extra 10 seconds to really like shake my hand and look in my eyes and like say oh, are you doing okay and I was just like oh I love you <laughs> yeah I, I mean I was sat a few down from Adam and he seemed so personal all weekend like yeah I went to just go say hi to to Adam Cole and just about to say hello and shake his hand DDP barges past me and she goes and he's like just grabs hold of Adam gives him a massive hug shoves his phone in my hand and she goes hey bro take our picture I was like yes sir <laughs> God. So like, oh, I've got no. DDP's phone at my disposal. I could steal his phone number right now and he'd never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ring him in the middle of the night going, what you do it. This is hand. why I don't have anyone's phone numbers because that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big show as well. He was there, like right to the very end. Like all the vendors had packed down, everything, everyone had gone. Big show was still there in case anyone came along. Like he stayed till the very, very end. I went and shook his hand, and my hand vanished for about six seconds. That was fun. Oh, I don't remember seeing him. Maybe I was on the wrong day. I don't know. He's so big. He is ridiculous. Well, this is it. I was like, I know he's big, but then like I see him like up close, person like TV does you know just as to how big you no. actually are. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. I remember seeing him at uh, was it Sheffield? We went to a, a WWE. I think it was like a house show. It was like a raw house show, and um, yeah, he's so fucking huge. He's <laughs> like the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. And then you see him on telly, and you think. Yeah, he's big, but then when you see him in person, he's 
absolutely fucking massive. He's huge. Yeah. It's like, wow, you are you are that big. Holy shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like most of the other wrestlers that I've seen in real life have been smaller than I expected. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Like Lance Archer obviously is about six foot four, but somehow I still I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was just tired. But you are very <laughs> tall. <laughs> I know. This is true. Yeah, I'm six foot, so Damn. I guess that um yeah, makes everyone look very small. <laughs> but yeah, seeing like Starboy Charlie and Blake Christian running around and just being like, oh, you, you're little. <laughs> I can pick you up. See, whereas I'm five foot three, so everybody's <laughs> a giant to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I suppose you should probably actually talk about what she came to do here. Yeah, but this is what I said, though. I wanted this to be completely like, you know, loose and whatever but yeah. yeah for the sake of it what's the most ridiculous thing you've seen in wrestling in the last couple of weeks hmm i think in the well maybe not the last couple of weeks but the like the last couple of months certainly was the uh texas chainsaw massacre oh my that, god yeah <laughs> that thing that that was silly that was so silly i enjoyed it i thought it was great but then you've got the usual suspects on twitter going it's making a mockery of wrestling it's like well <laughs> wrestling's silly in it it always has been like yeah. as long as i've been watching it wrestling is silly as fuck yeah. so you know <laughs> i'm fine with it i but i it was just really funny and i think if you take it for what it is then it's very entertaining but if you were like tuning in expecting some kind of like legitimate death match or something <laughs> then maybe, maybe that wasn't what you were looking for yeah Considering it was uh, like Jeff Jarrett in there, it was not going to be a legit exactly, death match. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, at least look who's in the match. Like, come on, lads, really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that would that was probably the silliest thing I've seen in a while, I reckon. I'm gonna say mine was on the third night of the TNT GCW weekender in Liverpool that's just gone, there was a death match. <laughs> uh and for some reason during that Sunday night, they had been throwing around like a blow up doll for a lot of the evening. I'm not sure who first brought it out, but <laughs> it just kind of kept ending up being held by someone in the front row or sitting on the ring post or something. And during the death match, it got punctured and <laughs> and uh, Masha Slamovich was like trying to do CPR to bring it back to life. <laughs> that is extremely silly. <laughs> I've still not got around to watching that show yet. I've got it there, sat waiting for me. I've still just not got around to it. I mean, yeah, there's so much wrestling. It, yeah. It's it's very difficult to watch as much as we would like to. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to keep up, like, with the amount of wrestling there is now. Like, it's just, it's almost impossible to keep up. But we try. We try, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, I'm in the middle of, like, catching up with uh stardom because they're like in the middle of doing their version of the g1 like and everything like that so they're that's and the website that i get it from they just release it like three days at a time so it'd be like here's ah. the last three shows in one go and i'm like oh i guess i better watch them now and because <laughs> i don't want i don't want to miss out and stuff like this and yeah and then just yeah the amount of content that WWE puts out every week and just kind of trying to catch up with AEW and Impact, you know. It's, mm. it's as you, a lot. As you rightly say, the wrestling cannot be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling cannot be stopped. Yeah. It, that's the thing. I think if, if I watched WWE as well, like, I just, yeah. there would be nothing else going on. Like, just I'd just be watching wrestling constantly. So in, in that respect, I'm kind of glad that I only watched, like, sort of, impact AEW in the indies and like new japan which is already like more than enough for me to get through yeah like... it's like, only, <laughs> i only watch <laughs> how many hours is that like the number of times i've kind of tried to get friends into watching it and they'll watch like dynamite with me and go oh yeah this is really good and then realize they're like oh so there's there's like five hours of of AEW every week and i'm like mm, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And there's no off season as well, so you can't. Yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. Oh like most, well, it's not in most indies where you're waiting like a month for the next one, a month or two for the next one. It's like no, we just we just keep going. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> it literally cannot be stopped. Like, <laughs> thing is, it's like with them, like football, like American football and stuff, they have like off seasons and like everyone gets a break. But with wrestling, like, no, no breaks for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about it, to be honest, because, like, <laughs> I hate that. You know, when you're, like, waiting for TV shows to come back on and it's, like, yeah. eight or nine months before it starts again. And I get really bored, so I'm I'm kind of fine with it just going on continuously <laughs> forever. I am fine with it, but I'm slightly resentful that Wrestle Dream is so soon because I feel like I've just got on top of all the pay-per-views. <laughs> it's like, oh. God, yeah how is there another one <laughs> that's and sunday this, is it yeah 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 and this also means that like next saturday we're going to be recording like another two hour <laughs> two hour episode <laughs> i looked at our stats because like the, the episodes after that two hour one have got fewer listens and i was like oh my god has everyone just got stuck on the two hour one <laughs> plowing through that one <laughs> yeah that's the thing i mean it's it's difficult to cram it when there's a pay-per-view on it it's difficult to cram it all in when there's an hour yeah like like when you've only got an hour to get through it all like there's just no way there's no way you can do it completely self-imposed hour time limit on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what actually got you both into wrestling then where, where was your starting point? Well, for me, I started watching it in about 1989 or 90-ish, there or thereabouts. So I've been watching it since I was like seven or eight years old, something like that. So it was just because my mum and dad got, we lived in a pub at the time and we got Sky as like a freebie. And that was their big thing on Sky was like, oh, we've got American wrestling. And um, I started watching it then and kind of never stopped. Like, I think I had a bit of a break in the mid 90s when it got really boring. But like since then, it's just been pretty much solidly watching wrestling (laughs) since, I think. I think my boyfriend got me back into it in like two, like sort of early 2000s because we started going out and he was like, oh, I like wrestling. Do you want to watch some wrestling? I was like, yeah, all right. Then I used to like this. And um, yeah, and I'd pretty much, yeah, 20 years after, I'm still watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I was watching it, it, it was when, like, you know, when the Gulf War started, like the first mm-hmm. one, and we had, like, there was, like, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. And uh, there was that whole thing. Like, that's the thing I remember vividly about watching it when I was a kid for some reason because I remember uh, Sergeant Slaughter like threw fire into Hulk Hogan's face (laughs) I was like I was devastated like eight-year-old me thought that was fully real And (laughs) and see that's how I learned what kayfabe was even though it wasn't called that, mum and dad didn't call it that. It was like, oh, it's fine, they're just play-acted. Because I was convinced <laughs> that Hulk Hogan was going to come back with a completely burnt face and look like Freddy Krueger. Um... <laughs> so cute. Someone's an improvement. Didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, with hindsight, maybe it would have been. But, yeah, so that that was basically it. It was... It was just all that nonsense and like at the time I thought Hulk Hogan was really cool which obviously we all know isn't true now but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at the time I was like oh yeah this is the best thing I've ever seen and and then I just I I never really stopped watching it aside from like those couple years when I was out of it for a bit yeah so yeah that was me and then I'm still stuck here now bloody (laughs) years later (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, my my history with wrestling is much shorter than that because I'm very new to this. Um, my partner used to watch it as a kid, and during the pandemic, uh, one of his friends was telling him how there's a there's a wrestler on AEW with a black metal gimmick, uh, obviously Malachi Black, um, and he was well up for that because he loves black metal. And so then he got very, very deeply into AEW and was watching Dynamite Rampage, Dark, Dark Elevation every week. <laughs> so I was the person going, does this ever stop? Like, is this- <laughs> <laughs> it's my life forever. You're just going to watch this many hours of wrestling every week forever. And he just kind of uh, 
ground me down I guess <laughs> I've never watched it before but I think a thing about me is that if if I need to I will just make myself enthusiastic about things like um I once got commissioned to write a book about Harry Styles and having never listened to One Direction or known anything about them I fully indoctrinated myself in the space of about a week so to the point where I've seen uh, to the point where I've now seen One Direction like play live multiple times. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, over over weeks and weeks of months of uh, just having to watch AW resentfully, uh, I started having fun. I think I think it was MJF that broke me. I just I just really I kind of love that like mean girl persona, and that's very much what he does. And I think the point where I fully that snapped was all out 2022 when he came back with that devil mask i was just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) see that was around the time when i started twitter because i made a twitter like during punk's press conference (laughs) i was like i need to go and see what other people are saying about this because i am appalled and and then i saw Oh my god, MJ, we basically are only friends because of CM Punk. Oh my oh god. No. Oh no. <laughs> but it's oh mutual no. mutual dislike. So Yeah, I know. I think we should uh, dedicate every episode from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't we will not No, that. never. We won't be doing that. <laughs> This is it. I bought into punk during that whole summer of punk thing in WWE, and I was like, "Yeah, see, I'm punk's the fucking coolest." And then you kind of look back and go, "Oh no, no, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not." Eh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I the thing is, I think probably because we like, and and it probably goes to Sarah as well. Like, we just don't have the nostalgia because I wasn't watching WWE like when all that was going on, so. The people who got the attachment to him that have, like, I just miss that entirely. So yeah. I, I, it's like I have no attachment to him. He's just there being a pain in the ass, and I want him to go away. <laughs> that yeah, the only attach like the only slight attachment I ever had to him was just because of that MJF uh, storyline. But that's fine. I can love Max and not give a shit about the other guy. Yeah, yeah fair. Hundred percent fair. <laughs> so, what is then your most favorite favorite ridiculous thing in all of pro wrestling? That's such a big question. We love, it is a huge. Question. We we basically love all the ridiculous things. I think. Yeah, yeah. Anything silly, anything yeah. that's funny, like I I tend to gravitate towards. I mean, because I do I do love me sort of technical graps kind of matches and that's all really fun but at the same time like just give me some silly bollocks I like silly bollocks and I like good stories so yeah pretty much I mean it's hard to pick a favorite I think because it's like there is so much silly bollocks in wrestling (laughs) (laughs) it's like I mean look at Orange Orange Cassidy is one of my favorite things in wrestling and that is just on the face of it such a silly gimmick like it's just a guy you can't be asked, and, I, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I relate to that on like a spiritual <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, if you're gonna say Orange Cassidy for this, which I think you should, because Orange Cassidy is a good favorite ridiculous thing. I'm gonna say my favorite ridiculous thing is the the best friends hug, like when they the whole the whole like, <laughs> rigmarole of it of like going to the corners and like putting their arms up and then the hug and the zoom out and then like someone on commentary having to say you've got to give the people what they want like it's it is ridiculous that's ridiculous that's it is is completely ridiculous but if they stop doing it we'd be really upset i would be heartbroken yeah (laughs) i I love it so much (laughs) i do enjoy i mean particularly with AEW, like that the fans love friendship yeah, like they don't want people to split up. It's like with the thing with MJF and Cole, and like with best <laughs> friends. I think if they split up, everybody'd be really upset. And like if they ever split the well, it never happened. But if they ever split the young bucks up as well, I think people would be really upset about it. So it's that's kind of. I mean, it's more of an abstract thing, I guess. But like the the fact that AEW fans love friendship so much, yeah. kind of that amuses me every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's yeah. like when you've got, um, like I've said before, like with the Dark Order, when there was sort of ructions between them and it looked like they might split up and like the crowd were chanting, please don't fight. And it's like, we're watching a wrestling show and they're there chanting, please don't fight. <laughs> please don't I love fight. that. <laughs> but even down to, it happens in the indies as well. Because again, that like uh, TNT weekend, there was a like five-way match for the, mm, I think just, oh God, what was it? Project X Championship. Mm. Yeah. And a man like Darice won it and Leon Slater was having a big sulk because they'd obviously had to fight each other to get it. And then they had a hug at the end and everyone was really happy. It's <laughs> just like, oh, there's no hard feelings. It's okay. <laughs> Everyone's just happy now. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just a thing with modern wrestling fans now. It's yeah. like, we we love friendship. We want everyone who is friends to stay friends. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, we, you know, we want to go through the, the emotional turmoil of the fighting, but at the end, we want it all to be okay. Yes. Yeah. We we probably all need therapy, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like I I'm still devastated about Kenny and Hangman splitting up. I'll never be over that. <laughs> and your it's... guys, and your guys are having a big breakup at the moment. Santana and Ortiz. Oh yeah, and that's like it's like real life stuff as well, and it's sad, and I'm very upset about it because like I mean they were the reason I got into AEW basically. Because it was like they were leaving Impact, and we were like, "Well, where are they going? Where are they off to?" Uh, and so I said, "Oh, it's, it's this new new company called AEW." And it's like, "Well, we might as well give that a go." And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we followed Santana and Ortiz over, and then now they're not friends anymore, and it's really sad. Oh. Sort it out, boys, please. <laughs> <laughs> Do the right thing, <laughs> but but this is the thing. Like, yeah, the, the the tag team split up is like one of the most common tropes in all of wrestling ever. Mm. So if they if they can draw it out, I mean, as long as they're making money as a team and can draw it out as long as possible, there's even more material for them to work with when this split does happen. Yeah, yeah. It's just I prefer that there's a bit of turmoil that goes into it in AEW rather than like. At WWE, it tends to be, well, we'll just slap these two random people together and it'll work for a few weeks and then we're going to split them up again. And that like kind of it was it got a bit formulaic for me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of prefer that there's a bit of drama attached to it as well, like that it's not just oh, here's some random people. Oh, they're not together anymore. (laughs) Like it's there's a bit more to it than that. And I appreciate that. It was like just before the the pandemic as well like like when dalton castle turned heel on the boys i was so devastated <gasps> i was no! inconsolable. oh my god i don't even i don't think i've ever seen this happen that's horrible yeah well, the no. boys the boys got signed by wwe and ah, um know. so they did a whole thing where dalton turned and was like basically he lost to roosh in like 18 seconds at the madison square garden show and he blamed the boys for it and he went and and yeah, and like I was inconsolable because I was like, this is the perfect trio. What are you doing? Because Dalton Castle's one of my faves as well. Like, yeah. it, it just, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> we love a bit of Dalton, bless him. But yeah, I'm glad the boys and uh, Dalton are back together again now. Yeah. That that's the other thing as well, like because I used to be so into Ring of Honor now because the wrestling cannot be stopped. I like I feel like I've fallen behind with it all. I, I like yes. it's I didn't even realize like if you'd have asked me a couple of weeks ago if Claudio was still champion, I wouldn't have been able to say it. It wasn't until like I saw Eddie had won the belt. I was like, oh, so Claudio was still the champion. Okay, yes. cool. Right, okay, <laughs> <laughs> he was still the champion. He had some really good matches. In the he had some really good matches. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, yeah, I don't, I, that's the thing is because there's so much and it costs so much money that it's yes. just, it's difficult mm. to, to just keep on top of everything because it's like, I mean, here, I don't know, I, for some reason, Ring of Honor is more expensive to sign up for in the UK than it is in America for whatever yeah. reason. 
Like it's like nine ninety nine a month, I think, in America, and then here it's like twelve quid or something, which is way more than nine ninety nine. Yeah. And it's just yeah, and then you've got that, and then you've got Fight Plus, and then you've got AW Plus, and then you've got this, that, and the other. It's just all a bit. It'd be cool if it was all in one thing, but I yes. can't see that happening anytime soon. Unfortunately. I don't. Uh, you've said that before, and I, I've just checked because I don't know what I've done, but I think I've scammed my way into a US on a club sign up because <gasps> I'm only paying eight pounds seventeen for it, which what? is translated from dollars. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to did. look into this. I need to save myself a couple of quid a month. I don't month. know what I did. On the other hand, I did pay. What did I pay for? I think I paid for the Ring of Honor pay per view on. On a club, and it was significantly more expensive oh, than it was yeah, if I'd done it, it on fight. I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they got their money said, out of me anyway. Yeah, because you, I remember you saying like, "I paid this much money for it." I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that that makes sense though, because the US charge they charge more in the US for pay per views. So I probably have somehow inexplicably signed up on the wrong website. Anyway, probably. Do you oh, use well. Do you use a VPN? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> Because that's I don't know how things work. Because <laughs> <laughs> like when when the WWE Network first became a thing, because the UK had to wait like however long it was before we got it. Like I just basically said I lived at WWE headquarters and used the and used the VPN and and they were like, oh, you must you must be an American citizen here, have it, and because I was getting it cheaper as well because you know conversions and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. I, I would recommend people in America who may be listening, though, to, like, use a VPN and get pay-per-views on fight because, like, uh, well, unless they're going to do this network-type thing that there's talk about at the minute. Like, we get pay-per-views for, what, 20 quid? And it's, like, $50 in the States. So, like, if you're in America, just get a VPN and buy it on fight. Because if you're it's, in like, America and you don't cheaper. mind waiting a couple of days... Get a VPN and watch it on ITV. That's also a good point. Yeah, mm. yeah, because they've started doing that now. Yeah, they like, put it on like three days later for free, and you're like, "Hang on, what? <laughs> I just paid twenty quid what? for this. I paid money for this." Yeah, I think that's the thing. If you it, <sighs> if you want to watch it live, then or or mostly <laughs> live anyway, or watch it the morning after, then I suppose yeah. you know it's worth the twenty if you're quid. But... Trying to record a weekly podcast. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, we have to get dear. it. We need to get it watched before Thursday. Yeah, exactly. But yes, Ring of Honor. I, I like Ring of Honor a lot. It's quite often my favorite show of the week. I think. Yeah, yeah. I find less to pick holes out of in Ring of Honor because it's just very. It's quite straightforward. It's like you've got your storylines going on, and they're all really good. But it's like. It's more straightforward than AEW is sometimes. Like there's a little bit of fannying about and bits that we don't necessarily need and and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say that as well. And you get like four or five women's matches a week. Also that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because one match in two hours is, no, Tony Khan. Mr. Network Man, whoever's responsible for it, I will fight you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting because at the moment they're he he's bringing a lot of Ring of Honor talent over into AEW shows, as well as mm. putting most of the Ring of Honor belts on AEW talent. But it does mean we get a lot of like people going like, "Oh, boo! Who are the righteous? We've never heard of them. We don't like them." And, and yeah, over here going, "No, they're cool." We like them. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, if you just paid attention for five minutes, you'd find out who they were. Like, not instead of yeah. go, oh, I'm not googling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like I'm... the kingdom, but the kingdom is an even worse like situation because they've been around for ages. Yeah, like, and they came cool. to AW first. Yeah, I love so, the kingdom. I like the kingdom too. I loved them for years. Like, I've loved them yeah. since, since God knows when. Like, I there was a hot minute where it looked like they were gonna go to WWE as a collective, like all three of them. When I say all three, it was Bennett, Taven and Vincent thought like they were going to go. And and then they kind of pulled out at the last minute 
and then went to AEW and yeah, whatever. For, I'm you know, glad mo- that they mo- did. Yeah, yeah, good for good for them. You know, like get the money. You know, yeah. get where the money is and what what works best for you and your family life and whatever. You know, like yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing with a lot of um, because AEW don't quite have the same road schedule that WWE does. I think it's it's very appealing to people with like kids and stuff, you know, which is great for them. You know, if you they make the most amount of poss- amount, amount of money possible while still getting plenty of time at home and, and things like that. I think, yeah, that's if that's yeah. the thing for you, then go for it. Because like, I mean, it was. I think someone said in the past, like, like WWE was something like 200 and something days on the road a year, which is just crazy, really, when yeah. you think about it. Like, yeah. that's a lot of time to be away from home. Yeah. I mean, once upon a time, it was 300 plus when they were going, like, really hard in the 90s and noughties. It was like 300 plus sometimes. Jesus. Yeah, that that's a lot. That's a lot to expect out of anyone, I think. And it, mm. it's no wonder that the... So there's people who've had burnout and, you know, and things like that. Like, it's it's just a crazy amount of time to be working, really. Yeah, it's it's a lot to ask out of anyone. It is, it is. It's a tough job being a wrestler. I don't think a yeah. lot of people, like, sort of quite understand that sometimes. It's, like, it's a hell of a hard job to do. Because, like, you're not resting when you're out of the ring. Like, you've got to travel, you've got to, like, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't think, you know, necessarily all of us appreciate that sometimes. Yeah. Vince Vince McMahon apparently trained himself to operate on, like, two hours sleep. You know, That's insane. He's insane. He is. He really is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I could dedicate an entire episode just to all the stuff I've ever heard about Vince McMahon. (laughs) I, I think you should do that one day. I, yeah. I'd be I'd be excited to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I I know apparently he only ever ate steak wraps, and apparently has a standing appointment for a two hundred dollar haircut every Tuesday or something what? like why, that. Why does this sound like he's like an old Hollywood starlet? I think have he you, thinks he is. Have you seen the mustache he's got going on at the moment? He looks like he's along. <laughs> bizarre. Like, like yeah. the amount of, the amount of memes I saw of him being put over top of Andrew Ryan from Bioshock, and it was uncanny. Like it was just. He reminded me of um, Mr. House from Fallout from New Vegas. Yeah, that was the other one I saw. Yeah, it's he's he's insane. He is literally insane. It wasn't there a thing with the state with the state wraps. It was that someone called it a burrito, and he didn't know that it was a burrito. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's a burrito? And it's like, you're literally eating one now. <laughs> <laughs> and every day of your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's... I I don't think that's got to be... That can't be good for your belly, eating yeah. steak wraps every day. That's... <laughs> Maybe it's like that uh, decision fatigue thing where it's like Steve Jobs only wore one outfit or something. You just mm. It's like you just take that off your list of things to think about maybe i guess yeah like yeah i suppose if you just decide you're gonna eat one thing every day for the rest of your life that you don't need to worry about it anymore i mean kind of makes sense in a weird sort of way (laughs) especially if you're not you know very food motivated you uh just get on with it yeah yeah i guess yeah I was no. I was just still pondering how how <laughs> bad it must be to eat a steak wrap every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the haircut one that gets me. Like you're paying that much for a haircut every week. Like does it, I'm, I'm sure it's got to a point where the barber just lies to him. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, supporting that barber. <laughs> whose hair grows that much in a week that it needs to be like cut? like every single week that's that because like my dad goes for his haircut like every four weeks or something and it's fine and it never looks any different so like why would he need to go especially for 200 quid a pop but then i suppose you know if money's no object then it mm-hmm. doesn't really make any difference it's, it, does it is genuinely like a 19 i don't i was gonna say 1950s possibly even earlier than that like thing of like well i go on my on thursday for my shampoo and set and then i just that's my hair for the week like i imagine him sleeping in like a is it a hairnet what do i mean like, <laughs> on, like to kind of keep it all exactly yeah. in place yeah and just doesn't touch it between between those appointments that's what i think so basically what i was saying is vince mcmahon is just in the 50s 
Yeah. Nobody else is, but he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, God, I, there was, does anyone remember Paul Birchall? No. Yes, I do. I yeah. remember Paul Birchall, yeah. So he, he got, Vince gave him a pirate gimmick that was eerily similar to Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, yeah. and he claimed he'd never seen it or even heard of it. So, you know. <laughs> I I think Vince lies mm-hmm. a lot, a lot yeah. of the time about a lot of things, to be fair. <laughs> But I, yeah, I remember that. It was, he, he really got over with it as well, from what yeah. I remember. Like, people went nuts for it. And then they just, they cancelled that and made him, like, have an affair with his on screen sister, which yeah. was like, Ooh. yeah. They, yeah, they dropped Vince that a month later. Yeah, Vince has got a weird thing for incest storylines. It's not good. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for the record, don't watch WWE. So this is like a whole new world of crazy. Okay, so when Stephanie was pregnant with Triple H's, with her and Triple H's first child, Vince asked, "Can we go on screen with it and say it's mine?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Why? And, and when Stephanie said no, Vince said, "Okay, can it be Shane's then? Can it be oh, your brother's?" Oh, <laughs> That's. Well, I, what? How does anyone watch this? I don't, I don't like it. They, I don't, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't like it. If you if you look at some of the uh, sort of storylines from like I th- it's sort of early to mid two thousands, there were some storylines in there that yeah, you you you'd be glad you weren't watching. This is <laughs> not a good advert for two hours of sleep a night. No, no, yeah, this is no. no. He's unhinged. <laughs> Of course he is. He's like permanently fucking sleep deprived. Yeah, I think I would be as well, to be fair. But I, I also don't think I would be coming up with incest storylines. That no. <laughs> no, no, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. And and but... also and also he find uh, to his rationale for Katie Vick was he finds the idea of having sex with a dead person hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That was his whole like, rationale. That was ridiculous. Have you heard of the Katie Vick thing, Sarah? No. I was going to say, I'm really glad my camera's not on right now because my face is just like... (laughs) It was was bad. It was bad. It was like Kane, when he was a teenager, killed his girlfriend in a car crash. And then he was in a feud. Kane was in a feud with Triple H and basically went to a funeral home and found this Katie Vicks corpse, which is so stupid because it was like, but she died years ago, so she wouldn't just be in a funeral <laughs> just, home, would still she still? No. So stupid. And um, yeah, Triple H simulated sex with <gasps> Katie Vicks corpse, and it was all, it was bad. It was bad times, man. <laughs> Fucking it was, hell. Yeah, it's, it's not normal. Vince's brain is not normal on any yeah. level. <laughs> It was yeah, bad times. Bad times. Bad times. Be wrestling fun. I don't, I don't. I don't know if I like wrestling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll we'll bring it back around. We'll bring it back around. It's okay. It's okay. So it. I I think we've pretty much answered the question, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure slash wrestling comfort foods? Let me have a think. Uh... <laughs> but I, well, suppose, I suppose like like the best friends and stuff like that isn't really a guilty pleasure for you. You're quite open and honest about that fact and how much you love those boys. Yeah, why would that be a guilty pleasure? I think yeah, that that I do get a lot of stick for it at home because my partner does not like uh, like PWG or Chikara. So that is my like guilty pleasure thing of like I'm gonna watch some really old stuff with my guys, <laughs> and <laughs> if I you know can find something with Orange Cassidy spitting orange juice in someone's face, or what I can't remember what promotion it was for that he was um, tag teaming with Session Moth Martina, but that is my favorite thing ever. That is like pure yeah nonsense joy. <laughs> was that was it beyond? I think it might have been, up. yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't swear to it, but I think so. I don't really have any guilty pleasures because <laughs> I feel no guilt about anything yeah. that I, we, <laughs> that yeah, I we like. Don't, we don't do guilt. It's no. a good way to be. I, I just sort of, I, because my thing was sort of always, I like wrestling because it's like a soap opera where people get hit with chairs. So, <laughs> like, I, 
that's ridiculous in and of itself. So I can't, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel no guilt over liking anything. Like I, I like stupid melodramatic stuff and like really, really silly stuff as well. Cause I really enjoyed the, the Mimosa match back in the pandemic times. It was at a pay-per-view. I can't remember. It was like yeah. Orange versus Jericho in the Mimosa match. I was going to say, I've never actually seen it, but I know I probably should fork out the money you, for that pay-per-view. You should. You definitely yeah. should. You'd enjoy it. But the stadium stampede, the first stadium stampede yeah. was silly as hell. And it is still to this day, one of my favorite AEW matches of all time it's fantastic I love it it's just they couldn't have done that any better and I think that was the thing with the pandemic it was like they got chance to do things that they wouldn't necessarily be able to do at any other time and I think a lot of gems came from that like because we got I mean we got the stadium stampede all in but it wasn't quite the same because it wasn't in an empty stadium for one (laughs) and they couldn't pre-tape a bunch of stuff so yeah, I think things like that and sort of cinematic matches and things were were stuff that we would not have been able to see had it not been for the pandemic. And um, yeah, so that kind of stuff is, I don't even think it's a guilty pleasure. I just really love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think That's maybe fair. like, maybe just death matches in general, we should be more guilty about enjoying. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I don't maybe. feel any guilt about it at all. Because... <laughs> maybe we should be but it's like you know people sign up to do it so you know everyone's informed as to what it involves so it's fine I don't feel guilty about watching it yeah and and I think a lot of it is because I think the the scene gets a bad rep from yeah people who think they know what they're doing in death matches just going out and swinging light tubes around and shit like that and it and it makes the scene look bad for the people unlike the people with the proper talent because like some of my best friends in the business now are involved in the death match scene Mm. like between antonio gonzalez and like and like big joe and clint and guys like that like you know who i've been really privileged to get to know through kumite like it's like you know, they're the guys who know what they're fucking doing and getting paid a lot of money and being sent out to America and like, or like in the case of like Jack Bennett being been sent to Japan to go and do it. Like they, mm. they, it's just, it's a different, all it is is a different form of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. You know? Especially yeah. if you do it, you know, quote unquote, do it right kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's just a different. It's just a different way of telling the same story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Steve, we don't talk about indie wrestlers being sent to Japan. It's a sore subject. Oh, oh I know, I know, I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it keeps happening. It, it keeps does. happening it keeps every happening. single week. It keeps happening. I, w- I was just going to say, Sarah's going to have to stop having favorites mm-hmm. at this point because they just keep getting sent to Japan. I know. <laughs> Oh, fine. <laughs> it, <happened>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed to happen to me, though. I was like, I, I'd start attaching myself to someone, and suddenly they've, they've gone to NXT, and I'm like, oh, never mind then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I know the pain. I know the pain. Yeah. Um. Very briefly, backstory for anyone who doesn't listen to our podcast, but obviously you should. Um. Yeah. I've had <laughs> in the past year, I've had three favorites who I just decided were my favorite, like British indie wrestler, uh, declare that they were off to Japan. And they, I think, I think I'm scaring them off. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I like the idea that like you decide that like they're your favorites and then they're like, oh God, run. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> what is the furthest I can get away from this woman? Yeah. Because I have been banging on about how much I love Charles Crowley since like May. And it was only once I actually met him and told him that I love him, that he announced he was going. So, you know. We'll break the streak at some point. Yeah. You'll get a favourite and they'll stay. (laughs) Well, I don't think Lana Austin's going anywhere. Famous last words. She will now. I was going to say, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just I just got too overexcited in like the last month and like it was like all in and then Chocker Pro and then Progress and then Game Changer for three nights and then oh, I think there might have been another one. Yeah, I, I need to sleep properly. Otherwise, I'll be like Vince. <laughs> <laughs> and no one needs that. No. <laughs> right. Let's bring this home. So we'll go to we'll go for a trip to Room 101. You get to cast something into the fires of Mount Doom of Wrestling and you get to preserve something forever. 
So MJ, start with you. What do you want to destroy, remove from wrestling for eternity? Oh, just, I see, I was thinking about this before and I just, old men with bad opinions about wrestling. <laughs> I just, I've just had it. I've just had it. So I would like to cast them into the fiery pits of Hades, please. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's like everybody's having a nice time and having fun watching stuff. And then you just have to get some miserable old fart who turns up and is like, oh, well, they're doing it wrong. It's not like when I was a lad and you, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I, I like things as they are now. They are good and they are entertaining. Like, I, I, I just, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100% fair. <laughs> I think yeah, I think that that is that is my main thing. I did I did write down CM Punk as well, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but with I'm 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 trying to be less of a shit house about that. So <laughs> yeah, miserable old men who are mad that they don't understand things anymore. Um, I mean, does he not fall into that broader category? I, I would I would say he probably falls into that <laughs> yeah. category. So yeah, let's chuck him in as well. <laughs> Sarah I kind of kept going through like serious things that I want to get rid of like corruption in indie wrestling mentioning no names given the events of this week Uh, (laughs) or or, like weirdo sexist commentary I was trying to think of a silly thing to put in room 101 and I think the silliest thing at the moment that I just want to be gone is the book of Hobbes I, (laughs) I, I just hate it I can't even tell you why I hate it, but I hate it every time. Like, I don't hate Will Hobbs. I I quite enjoy him, or I used to, as a wrestler. But every time he comes out with his fucking diary, I'm like, no, stop. I don't want to see it. Just, it's not working. I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working for anyone, but I I, I hate it. It doesn't (laughs) seem to be going anywhere. I think that's that's the the issue with it. It just... <laughs> he just comes out with his death note every week and like <laughs> if it was actually working like a death note i would be way more into it yeah actually change it up turn it into a death note yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah i get that i, I i'm not a huge fan either <laughs> so what is something you want to preserve then for eternity just silly bollocks Wrestling has always yeah. been silly, and yeah. I think it should remain so. Like, I don't need it to be all po-faced and serious and, like, every match being a technical masterpiece. Like, I didn't get into wrestling for that. Like, when I started watching wrestling, it was because it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and eight-year-old me was thoroughly entertained by that. So I think... Keep all the silly bollocks in wrestling that you possibly can. Preserve the silly bollocks. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that you made MJ go first because she like picked the big things and then I could just pick a stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I I would like to preserve yelling one fall at the beginning of the match after the announcer says it because they don't do that on TV. But I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> I think they should do it on telly. Myself. I think they should do it. I love they wrestling chants. They're so they're so silly. They did do the one for very briefly for a time because yeah, they had the UK invasion for like WrestleMania and everything like that. I think it was pre-pandemic. So of course they kicked that off and then it carried on for a time and then basically they got Apparently, the announcers got given an instruction to not let it happen. Yeah, yeah, just keep talking. It's, it's like it's like talent are told to kind of talk in a certain cadence to avoid the watch chant as well. Yeah, that makes sense because it holds up because it holds up the show. Yeah, yeah, because they're on a strict time limit and everything like that. It it kind of yeah. And the what chant is now actually. Can I change? But well, can I <laughs> old men and also the what chant? In? Yeah, please. Cause, yeah, because it's just it's twenty two years old now. Yeah, yeah. I think the time it was like 
it made sense at the time for the guy that was doing it, but now it's just used to derail people when mm-hmm. they're trying to cut promos, and it's a shitty thing to do. So yeah, fuck off, what chant? <laughs> yeah, I want to. I only want to keep like funny chants and not obnoxious ones. Yeah, because yeah. like a really witty or well timed wrestling chant can just make everything so much more fun. Wheeler's Got a Gun was is still my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to I still oh. sing it when FDR come on the TV. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, if, if it's like contextual and in the moment, absolutely. Yeah. And again, like it was during, I think it was Money in the Bank, like when Bailey was a baby face, they used to sing, hey, baby, mm. but hey, Bailey and what, yeah. I want to know if you'd be my girl. And she was like up for it when she was baby face. Now she was just like, just fuck off, please. Like it, it doesn't yeah. make sense anymore. It doesn't work. But, it, but again, it just felt like, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. And but sometimes I think sometimes fans try to hijack the show. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, just, silly yeah. I only want, I only want funny ones. I only want like, cause that, that match that was, uh, when they were chanting like meat forever or like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, that was fun. Oh, Hobbs and was it Hobbs and Miro? Yes, I yeah. think so. Just every time they hate each other, just meet, meet. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was that was fun. Like that's yeah, I like fun. But yes, that um, the Hey Bailey thing, like they did that for Ali Catch, and I was like, that's not even that's not even remotely good. Yeah, <laughs> like singing Hey Ali, it's like that doesn't work. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it. The thing is with chance, there's like there's ones that are sort of contextual to what's happening and then they're quite funny but yeah. then there's some that you can tell are just there to derail everything else like it's mm-hmm. like punk chance when punk wasn't even in the company Ugh. and yeah. things like that like it it just it's the intention behind it i think yeah like if it's good natured then yeah that's cool but then if it's just to be a dick then in the bin with it yeah yeah agreed <laughs> perfect Honestly, Perry, thank you so, so much for giving up your evening for me. I really appreciate it. That's quite all right, dear. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having us. And yes. please, please take the next however long you need to to plug absolutely everything and anything. <laughs> what have we got? What have we, well, uh, we've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's That'd the be a good one. thing to plug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, Waffly Bollocks, and I, I actually remembered the name of it this time. We're out every Saturday night, generally. Aren't Roughly, we? yeah. Generally. So if you could give us a listen, we'd really appreciate it. It would. We are <laughs> on every every podcast app that we can manage to be on and also YouTube. And we're on Twitter slash X as Waffly Bollocks. And then also as Awfully Waffly and Wrestle Trash. And what else are we on? Blue Sky? Blue Sky at the same same names, yeah. Um, yeah. I also have a Ko-Fi shop with random yes. silly shirts. Yes, I was going to put your t-shirts over the uh, the wrestling cannot be stopped. One is is that's finally a t-shirt <laughs> as it should be, <laughs> and also lots of cute wrestle boys in your pocket and what else? Yay, have you got? I girly shirts, yeah. Keep wrestling weird. Keep wrestling weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's us. I think that yeah, that's everything. <laughs> awesome again thank you guys so so much and yes please go listen to waffly bollocks because it's a wonderful way to spend your saturday night sunday morning (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah maybe saturday night's not the most obvious time to podcast (laughs) now you put it like that works for me (laughs) people can have breakfast on sunday morning with us listen to it whenever you want monday tuesday wednesday it's all good Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Again, guys, thank you so much. Thank, thank you very you. much for having us. Take care. My thanks once again, Sarah and MJ, for giving up their time. Now, as I say, you can check out their podcasts every Saturday night or Sunday morning around that time anyway. And yeah, it's just a really, really good time over there and also you can follow them on twitter for sarah at awfully waffly and for mj at rassle trash that's w-r-a-s-l-e trash 
Um, and also MJ has a Kofi store, which is ko so ko-fi.com forward slash rassle trash forward slash shop. And they've got loads of really nice, fun T-shirts over there, including Wrestling Cannot Be Stopped and all the little pocket print ones as well, which are really cute. And highly recommend those. I've got my eye on quite a few myself. Uh, so, yeah, and as for myself, uh, for the rest of October, it looks like this. So on Friday the 13th, I will be for House Pain Wrestling in Hucknall and Saturday the 14th for House Pain Wrestling in Beeston. Just contact House Pain Wrestling or sticks to reserve your seats there on sunday the 15th i will be in sileby for elevation that is a strict limited capacity so definitely check out elevation's facebook page for availability of that one then saturday the 21st is otc in burntwood staffordshire and then sunday the 22nd is sovereign pro in manchester so make sure you get yourself along to any of those shows if they are in your local area, especially Sovpro. It's going to be a massive card, that one. Really, really looking forward to that. And uh, also Sunday 22nd will be my next guest, which will be with former independent pro wrestler Solo Darling, who you may know from Chikara, Beyond, and even if you're a bit of an older head, uh, CZW's kind of sister promotion wsu and also shimmer um so that was a really really good chat and basically you just need to get that edited and uploaded basically and that one will also go out at an earlier time just because i will be at sov pro and might have a lot of time to kind of share and everything like that so that'll go out at noon on sunday the 22nd so with that friends thank you so much for giving up your time listening to the podcast if you can please leave a rating and review all that good stuff but until next time folks Let's keep wrestling ridiculous. Thanks for listening to Wrestling Is Ridiculous. The show's logo is by Luke Burton. Find him on Instagram at Jailhouse Designs X or at Luke Burton Designs. The show is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Steve. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads at Steve Dean Refs. Until next time, folks. <laughs>